When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ayo, welcome in to CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. It's your CHGO White Sox crew. I'm Sean Anderson. That's Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Go Tigers. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. And the first thing that I think Herb wants to talk about, or at least the way that you pitched it to me, is what Vinny wrote about. So go check out Vinny's new article at allchgo.com. Uh, but you, you're right about maybe some optimism brewing on 35th and Shields. Well, hey, I'm I'm not saying that any uh, fans are or should be feeling it necessarily after the way the last couple of years have gone. Uh, but if you want to talk to the people in the building, you know, they're excited for this new uh, group of front office guys. Chris Getz bringing in Josh Barfield, bringing in Brian Bannister, bringing in Gene Watson. Uh, you know, I go through all the comments that, that all those guys had to give to us just last week. Um, but I think the big takeaway, and I know I've said it on the show here before, is – Listen, if you were unhappy because Chris Getz was, in your opinion, more of the same, right? Seven years under Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. Jerry Reinsdorf didn't look outside the building for a new GM. If, if that's something that, that made you frustrated, you did get some of that. You did get some of that outside, that newness in the guys that he has brought in, uh, the three guys that I just mentioned. So, again, let them uh, win you over. Don't, don't just... Uh, you know, go by what uh, everybody else has to say. But um, whether it's those guys themselves, the, the group in the front office, or, you know, Pedro, who I talked to obviously last weekend, a lot of excitement over what those guys can do. Again, part of that being the new ideas and the different perspectives. Yeah, and I was talking to Sean about last night I was doing the Bears watch along with Cody and uh, Matt Peck, and I was like, the Bears were doing that thing where they're giving up the lead again, and so we're everybody's going back to Denver game and like, oh, here we go again. And I kind of got a thing. I was like, no, why go through the dread of thinking that we're going to lose and then we lose? So you went through all that dread and then it happens. How about you go through this season or the Bears game thinking that they're going to win, and if they lose, hell, then they lost. Who cares? But have the positive mindset that, hey, things are going to work out for my favorite team instead of going into it like, oh, man, here we go again. The same old, same old's happening with the White Sox or the Bears or et cetera, what fill in your team there. And so I said, you know what? I'm usually negative on the White Sox for good reason, but this year in this offseason with Chris Getz and the assembled people he has brought in, I'm going to be a little bit more upbeat and positive and hope that they do well with the thing in the back of my mind knowing that 
it's probably more than likely with all the history that's gone on with 100 lost teams, not going to work out well. But I'm going to go into the offseason thinking that they're going to get the job done and they're going to have a better team in 2024 than they had in 2023. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be division champs or even competing for the World Series, but better a building block, a stepping stone, and not have that negative dread all off season leading into a negative all of full season. And then we're just back in the same cycle. I'm going to put a positivity, even though I don't know even if that works necessarily, but I'm going to put that out there to manifest it and hope it does work. If they're not going to use retool or rebuild or even the one that I like revamp, right? It's a revamping. Um, I'm also not going to use the O word. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to be optimistic. I'm not going to be pessimistic. Hey, I'll probably be a little bitter. Um, but I, I don't think that they've, they haven't done anything. You know, I mean, Brian Bannister and Josh Barfield have talked to you. That's about it. I mean, we haven't seen any players. We haven't seen, like, what their actual touch is going to be on this organization. And I am excited for Bannister. I am excited for Barfield. I would have probably been excited, excited if either of those guys were the actual GM. Um, like, I think they're very two very good hires um it's just the way that the owner went about it should not have been the way that any owner goes about it and if he lucks into this good for him and his organization but uh, as a fan there's no way that you can just uh, I, I feel approve uh the way that jerry just you know hired chris gets um i would have liked a little bit more of a a, a figuring out process but hey that's what we got um i do think that there is an easy comp though to Luis robert jr and justin fields it's, it's easy to see just talent when you see it. And, oh, yeah. I mean, Fields is extremely talented and Robert's extremely talented. So there's at least, you know, something to be hopeful about. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not Luis Robert Jr. and Justin Fields' fault that they play for those teams. Exactly. Right? They're just trying to play ball. So uh, let's root for them. Um, we're going to get into some MVP talk. Um, and shout out to Connor for uh, putting in notable bad AL MVPs. Shohei Otani, pretty good. We're going to talk about him in a second. Um, but hey, there's also some bad of the, the MVPs as well. I mean, there's got to be the worst MVP of all time. Uh, Connor's thrown out Dennis Eckersley in 1992. Is that right? Yeah. Eck yeah. won it in 92? Yeah. Oh, all right. He was just dominant closer, and I don't think there was a dominant hitter near uh, dominant starter. I knew he was a, a Cy Young, but I didn't know he was MVP. And I also thought at that point Eck would have been, like, retired. No, uh, no. 80 innings pitched, 2.9 war. Eck might have pitched into the late 90s? Yeah, I was going to say. I think really? he. Yeah. Or okay. even early 2000s. He was around forever. Ugh. Uh, Jeff Burrows, uh, 1974, uh, had a 301 batting average, 167 hits, and a 3.6 F4, um, which is about like two or two war less than Luis Robert this year. Uh, and then Justin Morneau in 2006, 140 OPS plus. Uh, let's go into. Uh, he's thrown out, so he's thrown out Eckersley, 92, 2.9 war. Let's see who actually led the league in war in 1992. That would be Greg Maddox at 9.4. <laughs> in the AL? Well, but he wasn't well, in no, the AL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Roger Clemens, 8.7. <laughs> Mike Mussina was also over 8. Uh, position player up, oh, Frank Thomas at 7. I was going to say, I thought Frank was probably pretty solid. In yeah, the three in a row. Why three and, then, in a row. Yeah, and then he went on a run. Was that pretty good. In Oakland or Boston? Where was 92? that? 92? I think he was in Oakland. I they would have been at least. Did you not just have it there? Um, I think you just oh. had the list of people. Oh, I thought you would have yeah. had it in your... Um, oh, no, that was just leaders of... War. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. 92 was Oakland. It was 37. Okay. Uh, pitched until 98 with Boston. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I even saw a discussion, too, though, in 93 that people were like, John Olerud should have won the MVP. Uh, and Calm uh, down, people. Yeah, no, over seriously. Frank? Yeah, over yeah. Frank. Uh, go look at Frank's numbers. Yeah. They're insane. I mean, go look at what he did in 1994. <laughs> he basically did it in, like, 40 less games. Yeah. But <laughs> Olerud had to wear a season. helmet on the field, so... That's true. Notable. 
He did. Why? Because he didn't want to get prevent his head injury. Yeah. That was it. He, he had like a surgery or something with yeah. brain surgery or something like that. He had reason to have done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he I wasn't know. just scared. There's a Ricky. Just there's a Ricky Henderson thing where he's talking to John Orlew. He's like, "Oh man, I used to play with a guy with a helmet on." It was John Olu. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. Um, it's me. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into the uh, uh, MVP discussion, though, because uh, I don't think Otani is going to fall into Connor's list of bad players. Uh, when you bring up uh, Justin Morneau's 140 OPS plus, how does a weighted runs created plus of 180 sound? Because that's what Shohei Otani's weighted runs created plus was. Led the league in home runs, led the league in on-base percentage, lugged the lead uh, led the league in slugging percentage, and if you lead the league in on-base and slugging, you probably lead in on-base plus slugging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he put up a 6.6 F4 season by just batting. Uh, and you look back to his 2021 unanimous AL uh, MVP season, uh, he basically pitched the same amount of innings, had the same ERA, 318 to 314, struck out the same amount of guys. He was just as dominant on the mound. This is your 2023 AL MVP, right? Yes, and... I think if he, even if he didn't pitch, he would be the MVP just from his hitting stats alone, even though he missed a good portion at the end. Um, yeah, it's just so weird to have this great of a player during the time that we're still alive. Like, I thought when Mike Trout made himself prominent and was the unquestioned best player in the baseball and everybody was saying maybe he's going to be the best player ever, I was like, man, that's so we're so lucky to be here in this time to watch Mike Trout. But we got another person on his team that's better than him. Better, much better, because he pitches. And it's just an honor to be at the same time that this man is out here. I wish our teams would be very advantageous to go and get this player because even if he's just a hitter next year because of the the Tommy John he's going to have I think he's going to be a dominant hitter still we know he can do damage with the bat um he's already had the surgery I think he's gonna what is a Bryce Harper did that last year where he missed like uh what the first two months of the season after the World Series and it looks like Bryce Harper's Bryce Harper still. And I think Shohei Tani's a better player than Bryce Harper. So I'm expecting a huge season, a huge contract. Maybe Otani does one of those things where he signs for one year, gets his big money, and then reestablishes his uh, value for the next year where he's pitcher slash hitter and gets all his money that he needs. So, yeah, it's a question, unquestioned that he's number one, should be unanimous. If a person is voting for AL MVP and they don't put Shohei Tani as the number one, take their vote away from him, please. They don't know <laughs> baseball. Wow. Immediately. It's a, I, I think it's a good declaration. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're right, though. Who's, who's, not, who's yeah. not looking at this season and going, that's worthy of the AL MVP? Um I, I think back, the, one of the best moments of this baseball season, obviously we have basically an entire playoffs ahead of us, so this could be surpassed, but isn't the best moment of this baseball season so far Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout in the World Baseball oh, Classic? So, so great. I mean, I mean, does it count, though? Because it's not regular. Season. I mean, you shouldn't be using it for any MVP calculations, but my point just being is like, this is the year the year of Otani, just like every year is, but you know, this is even more so because we got that great moment. Uh Listen, we, we can't comprehend what it's like to watch this. You say, oh, we're so lucky to get to see him. And, you know, you kind of, I'm not sure if this is what you meant, but you talk about it like, oh, man, this is this must be what it was like to be alive in the 90s and watch Michael Jordan, or this must be what it was like to be alive in the 30s and watch Babe Ruth. Yeah. No, it's not. This is the Better. first time this has ever happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like nothing that has ever happened in sports before. Um, you're watching the best hitter in baseball, 
be one of the best pitchers in baseball at the same time. Um, it's just unreal. You listed all those stats off. He didn't play the last month of the season. <laughs> no. He led, all the, he led in all those categories without playing the last month of the season. Uh, he, you know, this, this is... This is a no-brainer. He's he's the MVP. He probably should be the MVP every year because he's doing something no one has ever done before. Um, it it's it's Otani's world, and uh, we 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 should be not only are we lucky to be living uh, living now and watching this. It should be front page news every time he does anything. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's just I mean there is no there's no comparison to whatever must see TV you think of in the NFL whether that's Patrick Mahomes or or whatever. There's no comparison to what's going on in the NBA whether that's who's even Giannis right now is the best player in the NBA. Probably I'm showing my knowledge of the NBA by probably mispronouncing his name. <laughs> Soft G. But yeah. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis, yeah, sorry. Sorry Giannis. Giannis, my- Giannis Gomes. Giannis Gomes, that's a good that's a good tool for me. Uh, but yeah, there's just no comparison. I mean, you can say, man, I'm a football fan. I want to turn it, tune in every day to watch Patrick Mahomes. You are not getting what baseball fans get when they tune in to watch Shohei Otani. It's unbelievable. It's out of this world. Absolutely, and and I can't even think of like a a two way player. I mean, like Red Red Grange. No. Like I mean, even prime when, time, like, bro. I mean, I guess I guess prime. But time. he very seldomly did it. Like he played a couple snaps on offense. Deion Sanders when he was a, the Dallas Cowboys. His current uh, player, Travis Hunter, has been out for a while. Is doing yeah. kind of like that, but he's doing it at the college level, and he's been out for a while. Even if he does that all the time, that's still not as impressive as what Shohei Itani is doing because it's much harder to first hit a baseball and then pitch a baseball than it is to play uh, wide receiver and or corner. And he's not just doing it. Yeah. He's, he's the best at yeah. it. <laughs> well, and, and the thing, too, is, like, again, like when Red Grange was doing it, there was, like, eight teams. Like, there are 30 teams. There are 26 roster spots. On the all entire, of those and the entire world to choose players from. It's right. not, you know, the birth of the birth of any of these sports. You were picking from guys who were within a train ride away. And right. now you've got the entire world. And, and Shohei is from Japan and, and just goes to show you that when the game or any game gets global, you're getting better talent, better and better talent. This is the pinnacle of, of baseball talent right here. And and anybody should know that Shohei is the MVP. It's us White Sox fans. Man hit seven home runs versus the the team in what seven games, and he just dominated the team. It's like, can we stop pitching to him, please? I mean, he's he's shown that he can hit the ball. We don't need him to prove himself. <laughs> Have somebody else on the team beat him. Yeah, and hey, uh, Connor makes a, a great point. Uh, you bring up great moments in this season. Uh, him striking out Trout in the World Baseball Classic. Shohei also pitched a shutout against the Tigers. Hit two bombs, uh, and well, hit pitched a shutout and hit a home run in game one. And then in game two, I think, led off Correct. that, that, that uh, game with another home run uh, in, in a doubleheader. So on the same day, uh, two home runs and a shutout. So, I mean, he's just uh, on, on or next level, uh, truly. Uh, where I want to ask and take this go uh, to next before we get into Cy Young, where will Robert finish? I, I think it'll be top 10. Um, so uh, if we go down war, F4, uh, Otani won 6.6, Semyon 6.3, Seeger 6.1, J-Rod, 5.9, Bobby Witt, 5.7, uh, J-Ram, 5.1, Adley, 5.1, Luis Robert, 5, uh, Kyle Tucker, 4.9, J.P. Crawford, 4.9, uh, and then, you know, those are all the guys around 5. Uh, so, I, I mean, where, where do you think he lands? Does a pitcher even sneak in here? I guess Otani does, but you know, he's number one. He already has the award. Yeah, I think he will be top 7. 
Like top five is going to be tough because like, those two Texas guys are probably going to be there because they're in the playoffs, and so they're going to definitely be represented there. And Jay, and whatever you say about Rodriguez, he's probably going to be ahead of a uh, Robert too because not only is it a better war, I think he was plays the same position. Um, I think people nationally think of him as a, as a better player. Then Luis Robert Jr. That might be just a, a result of the teams you play for because Seattle was playing meaningful games at the end of the year while the White Sox hadn't played a meaningful game in months. Even though Luis Robert was still performing, it still means that the, the national media who were the people who were voting for this saw J-Ram or J-Rod in more of a uh, spot where, hey, that's MVP stuff. And when he saw Robert, it was a single highlight of a White Sox loss. So I think he'll still be top seven, but not top five where I would put him because I think he carried a bad team and played well with stats on a bad team, which I think is even more impressive because, like I said, make somebody else beat you and – the White Sox had no one else on the team in the offense that was good. So a pitch around of Luis Robert could have happened all the time. And he still performed and hit balls really hard when they did pitch it to him. And when he caught the ball and when he was uh, playing defense, superb. I think he might finish second in that too because, again, J-Rod is more of a national name. I mean, I think top 10 is probably pretty likely. I think uh, top seven makes a lot of sense. I think he's a guy who put up – fantastic numbers in certain categories not so fantastic in others but he stole 20 bases Mm -hmm. and he played phenomenal defense and I think if again it's up to the voters how they determine value they can everybody's got a different set of parameters for what they look at but if you're someone who values an all-around game Luis Robert played that all-around game in just tremendous defenses I've been kind of beating the drum for about all year um, and then this, the 20 stolen bases can't be ignored now granted a lot of guys in that conversation that you listed this year were very good base stealers this season but um, you know for Robert to, to get to that number I think is not nothing and I think it matters when you're kind of trying to split hairs over certain guys so um, yeah he, he definitely belongs in the in the top there because the numbers were that impressive um, you know obviously a very very high home run total the slugging percentage was terrific but you know, maybe you're not pleased by the by the on base percentage or the walk rate, but everybody gets to, to determine things differently. And I think that the other non hitting facets of his game were good enough to get him high on that list. All right, yeah. so here's my question: Should they have let him pitch? <laughs> I think so. I, I mean, couldn't have, couldn't have done worse than some. I, I think he could probably throw at least 91, 93. You know, no idea where spotting. that's going. Yeah, right. It's just all about making sure he can throw it straight. Um, and, and hey, maybe you know Brian Bannister should teach him, teach him a little cut. You know, see if he's a, a, a supinator or a pronator, and you know we'll get him some pitches. Uh, but if I had to give a little mock top ten, mm-hmm. I you know I'm not a voter. Uh, Otani one. Semi and two. Uh, if you're determined between Semi and Seager, I mean, one of them played 162 games. I, I, I understand that Seager is rivaling uh, Otani's uh, slugging percentage. Uh, missed like 50 games, as Connor said, and had 6.1 WAR. Uh, but I, I think he's probably uh, Semi and is, is second most important. Uh, J Rod third, Seager four, because again he was insane in the games that he did play. Adley five, Robert Jr. six, Witt Jr. Uh, seven, J Ram uh, eight. Garrett Cole deserves some love at nine, uh, and then Kyle Tucker at 10. And we can go into uh, the pitching side and the Cy Young. Uh, 
leader in war in the AL, Kevin Gosman, 5.3. Sonny Gray, 5.3. Garrett Cole, 5.2. Those are all the guys above five. Zach Eflin, uh, 4.8. Pablo Lopez, 4.5. Where do you guys go or look for ERA? Is it Cole? Cole, yeah. It's cold, strikeouts, high um, innings pitched. Only two over 200, Bassett and Cole. And Cole led the league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, it's another. It's really another <laughs> slam dunk, and I and I think you got to look at this too. The uh, the contract. This guy's lived up to it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy got a monster. I mean, it was the biggest pitching contract ever from mm-hmm. the Yankees, um, and he's making it look like he deserves every penny of it because not only was he great that year before he got it in helping, uh, you know, in, in, in helping Mastros to the World Series, but um, you know, he's a uh, a guy who's really delivered consistently on what they gave him and and usually you give a contract like that out there is a good chance that even if you're good it's up and down it's you know you're not going to not going to necessarily be the best pitcher in baseball to deserve the biggest pitching contract in baseball he has been the best pitcher in baseball uh during that contract and uh you know that's uh good on him for making it making it uh, count yeah, usually Jerry Reinser can point to those contracts like, hey, that's why I don't do it. The Garrett Cole one's uh, breaking the norm. Yeah, right. He said, I won't sign a pitcher to a 10-year contract. The only guy to ever get close to 10 years is Garrett Cole. And, hey, he's pretty damn good. Well, uh, and, hey, all you but here's the thing. All you need to do is look in that same Yankee rotation to figure out what the other side of that coin is because Carlos Rodon signs that contract and barely pitches this year. And, again, that's not his fault. I'm sure if he was healthy, he would have tried to produce those numbers. But – that's part of it. Best ability is availability, right, Herb? Yeah, it is. And uh, Carlos Rodon has been off hurt in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you might want a drink. Do you have a drink? Handy? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I have I mean, water. Well, Are you if, bringing up Benintendi if, for no reason? If, 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 no, I'm not bringing him up for no reason. But hey, <laughs> Who should win the AL Cy Young? No, where not was, Andrew Benintendi. Where, where was where was Benintendi before, with the, uh, before he was with the White Sox? <laughs> oh, the Yankees. The Yankees. And where was Rodon before he signed with the Giants? Uh, the you know, I, the White Sox need pitching. I, the, the, the Yankees would love to get have someone get on base for Aaron Judge. You know, have that, have the White Sox eat the rest of that contract? You know, you give them seventy five mil going the other way. That's twi- that's that's twice as much money as they're Let's paying. Yeah, yeah, but he's, I'm about to say this. <laughs> Carlos Rodon's a Cy Young Award winner. Two things that are not going to happen: the Yankees like no, and Jerry Ryan's like no. So both knows. Right, whatever. Um, <laughs> your loss. All right. Uh, let's get into. Uh, oh, and also, too, uh, no one has ever won two uh, unanimous MVPs. Otani was unanimous in uh, 2021. So that, that's definitely something to look out for. Uh, rookie of the year. Is, is it Gunnar Henderson? I mean, these, these seem fairly easy uh, awards to hand out this year, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, just Gunnar Henderson was really damn good. 25 plus home runs. Hey, you, you listed off, you know, all those guys that you thought deserved MVP consideration, and they did. They were fantastic. Just because Shohei Otani is Superman, baseball Jesus, as I like to call him, uh, doesn't mean that all those other guys didn't have great, great MVP caliber seasons. So, um, you know, in, in playing in any other year, particularly 1992, apparently, um, they would have they would have ran away with the thing. And and if that's the case with the Cy Young and the Rookie of the Year, so be it. Uh, not, not a um, – it's not a comment on the quality of – candidates or the quality of players but a comment on the quality of the guy who's the no doubter at the top of the list yeah gunner as i said with the opposite of what Luis roberts going through baltimore's playing in the most high profile division and they won 100 plus games and he performed well so he's definitely at the top of the list for al rookie of the year i mean royce lewis i, I know kpw is mentioning uh david schneider if he played more than 40 games but he didn't play um, in the playoffs kpw 
Was he eligible? I don't I, know. I don't know, but I don't see. I didn't see him in the playoffs at all. I know that that story was really hot for a week, and then I, I think <laughs> I heard it flamed out. I don't know, I don't know much about mm-hmm. Davis. Schneider after the first week of September, uh, but Royce Lewis, fifty-eight games had a weighted runs created play, uh, weight, weighted runs created plus of one fifty-five, had a two-point-four WAR. Uh, Gunner was at four-point-six, but I mean, if Royce Lewis got to one hundred games, he probably wins uh, Rookie of the Year. He was massively impressive and was great for them uh, in the ALDS. And now the White Sox have the longest postseason uh, drought in uh, the American League for winning a series. For winning, winning a series, a ga- winning a series. Winning yeah. a game also, right? The Twins, right? I guess, yeah, I guess yeah. it'd be winning a game because what yeah. the last time they won a game was... Well, the last time they won a game was 2021. 21. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, I think it's the winning The last a time they won a series is 05. Yeah. yeah, winning a series. They have the longest drought. Jesus. So that's fun. Because Seattle won the wild card last year. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I mean, does it feel, make you feel good, Herb? How no. About the na- how about the National GIF. League? Ooh. The Reds have... Have the Reds won in a long time? When's the last time the Reds won a series? The 90s? <laughs> Eric Davis, <laughs> the 1990 World 1995. Series. 1995. Chris Sabo. That's they really a long yes. time ago. They won the, the NLDS against the Dodgers in 1995, and then lost to the Braves in 95, then lost in 2010, 2012, 2013, and 2020. Holy smokes. Thanks. AJ, just throwing some salt in the wounds to KPW. Blue Jays haven't won a, se- a game since 17. <laughs> <laughs> They've won series. Uh, all right, so that's basically it on the wards. Uh, the other one that we're monitoring is Gold Glove, but as you mentioned, it's J-Rod versus Luis Robert Jr., and we'll we'll see how the coaches vote. No love for manager of the year? Do you have a manager? Brandon Hyde? It's, it's Hyde in a runaway, right? Yeah. Okay. Runaway. Right. yeah. Great, great talk. I mean, Kevin Cash <laughs> deserves it every year, basically. You know, he's it's true. He all gets the that team to, to win 100 games all the time. But many are saying Brandon Hyde is the Shohei Otani of managers. Many are saying that? Many are saying that. (laughs) Many of me. Uh, All right, let's take a break and uh, we'll let you know about our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. There is going to be a huge week in college football and NFL betting. And when you are betting, make sure you are downloading Illinois' newest and largest sportsbook app. uh, And you can have the largest sportsbook uh, in America at your fingertips. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app. That's www com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today and be on the lookout for circle events, watch parties and tailgates. Uh, we got a tailgate coming up on the 15th and I know uh, our circuit friends have been doing some uh, promos, signing up people uh, when they walk in. So if you are at a tailgate, go check out the circuit tent and make sure you're signing up uh, if you haven't already. Uh, but the best thing about Circa is if you need customer service, there are real people behind the Circa Sports brands who resolve issues in a timely fashion. Unlike other books, uh, who use Chatbox, and all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. It is a wonderful facility. Uh, they had us out uh, in in August, and you're able to uh, see how it works. And uh, when you're there, seeing all the TVs lit up with games, uh, it is very enticing just to go down and place a bet. And they're always trying to get you the best lines possible, so that when you're paying down uh, or, or putting down money, uh, you're getting the highest payout possible. So download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com/illinois-app. At circusports.com/illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout again for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or some you know ha- may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-426-2537 or text GMB833. Two, three, four, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Splash Sports. Again, NFL is coming up, and we have some contests for you over at Splash Sports. Uh, they have uh, 
CHGO has weekly pick X and NFL survivor contests for everyone to participate for real money and to enter, go to splashsportscom slash CHGO. The link is also in the description to sign up today, deposit cash and get started. And it's just $10 to enter either. If you have signed up already and just want to enter, go to the link now. Again, uh, keep that link handy because we'll be running contests all week. And if you want to run your own contest, if you're tired of being the commissioner on leagues, chasing people down with none of the reward, you can sign up to be a commissioner right now through our link and earn money for the contest you're already running with family and friends. So head to splashboards.com slash CHGO to join in. We have different contests coming out, so we're so stoked to compete with and against you. Be sure to check out our link in the description or splashboards.com slash CHGO. All right, so uh, let's get into some Aloy and Andrew Vaughn talk, and then we'll get into the games. Uh, I know you guys are Let like the games yeah, begin. I know you guys are like children. Just Is this going to be a regular it. Friday feature? Maybe this off season if it's good. Ooh. Yeah, we'll oh, see. Nice. If it's bad, no. If you guys hate okay. it, all right. Probably I'm not. Probably, I'm probably going to hate it because I'm bad at it. Yes. You don't even know what it is. I, you said it's. Uh, go ahead. All right. It might be named the greatest days in Herb Lawrence's life. Mm. There's, there's <laughs> only one. I don't know. I don't have. You should know the one. October 26, 2005. Look at me. Look at me. Aren't you engaged? Aren't you engaged, Herb? I wasn't. I am engaged. I'm not was engaged. I was. But she knows. She knows. When we get married, that'll probably be a better day. Probably. But when I was a kid, I never thought about getting married. When I was a kid, when I was a 12 year old kid, I was like, this team better win a World Series. When I was 26, it finally happened. About time. Shout out, Courtney. I'll finally be like 45, 46 before I get married. Never as a kid did I think about getting married. 20 years later. Yeah. Here you are. Here we are. Yeah. 20, did the 26-year-old ever think of it? No. Okay. All right. No. So there you go. No. <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting you to say I was engaged. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking up that Jerome Walton because Connor had said the worst uh, AL. He said AL rookie. I didn't look at it. And I was ch- helping him out with the NL rookie of the year. The worst NL rookie of the year was Jerome Walton with 100 OPS. Who did he play plus. for? The Cubby. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I, so I was always a Dwight Smith guy. In also, it was second, right? With a runner-up. Yeah. yeah. At that time, I was kind of a pseudo-Cub fan. I wasn't alive. Yeah. Was that 1983? Because I had been to a Cup game. That's, that's <laughs> it. That was 89. Yeah. 89, okay. Yeah, when they won the AL or NL East. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they were in the East. Sox were in the West. Take yeah. that, Mets. Yeah. Take that, Mets. All right. Um, let's get into Andrew Vaughn and Aloy Jimenez. Maybe one of them will play for the Mets next year. Um, let's go to Aloy first. And uh, I've been liking the swing take thing. Uh, Vinny likes the, uh, the, the heart shadow chase and waste thing. You're not pronouncing it right. Heart, shadow, chase, and waste. I thought we had to go <laughs> waste. <laughs> it's the metal version. Um, this isn't as big as uh, the other one. I guess it is. Uh, but if you, if you are looking, uh, what I want you to look at is on the, the right side, that's that swing take uh, meter where you yep. kind of see those purple bars going left and right. Yep. Um, and basically what this shows you, and you, you could see it on the, the, the far left side where it gets to the actual zones and the plus numbers. Uh, in the heart, Aloy was up. Uh, worth plus eight runs in the shadow. He was worth negative 17 runs in the chase. He was worth plus 10 runs and in the waste, he was worth plus nine runs. But the the biggest thing that it just seems with Aloy um, is just swinging less for him. Uh, The the take percent on the heart, um, which isn't too bad. You want to be aggressive in the heart of the plate. Um, He swings about 2% higher than the league average on the heart, but you look at the shadow and that's where the thing really uh, gets away from him. Uh, Again, those are the pitches on the edges of the plate. Those are 
balls that are easy to ground out into or, you know, make bad contact. Brian Bannister uh, mentioned that, you know, our job as pitchers is to be an inch away from the barrel, right? And that's really what it always seems with Aloy. He's just an inch away from really making that contact and going off. Um, and, he, and he just isn't selective enough. Uh, swinging over 60% of the time in the shadow uh, and MLB average is around 57%. Um, and then to go to last year, because I kind of forgot his run uh, last year. Oh, yeah. About 65 games uh, last year. And shout out to Beef Loaf because uh, he reminded me of this. Uh, in those 65 le- games last year to end the year, 323 average, 391 uh, on-base percentage, 558 slugging. That's an OPS of 948, 14 homers, 11 doubles. Uh, He was an absolute monster. And I'm just trying to, you know, compare what he was doing then compared to now and why he struggled so much. Um, So, again, the ones that I want to focus on are the heart and shadow. He was swinging around 75% uh, in the heart of the plate in 2023 when he was having that 65% run. 76.5 percent so again extremely aggressive and then in the shadow and he was worth 11.2 run value then this year is worth about uh, plus eight Uh, and then in the shadow uh, negative 8.2 run value for Aloy this year he was worth negative 17 Uh, so again he was being more selective and swinging less he was swinging about 59.3 percent of the time this year around uh, 63 percent of the time so just to be kind of simple they fire you know they're hitting coach uh coaches and reportedly and, reportedly uh and it seems like they're turning over that staff um it seems very easy just to look at these numbers and say aloy jimenez you got to swing less but i think if it was that easy they probably would have fixed it <laughs> yeah know? i, I mean, mean like well and that's kind of i mean i've been kind of saying this for a couple of years now over multiple hitting coaches really it's like these guys all want them to do the same thing yeah it's about getting through to them to be able to get them to do it or or it's about them hitting so well doing it their way that nobody really needs to tell them anything, right? And so um, it, it, the next guy that comes in, yeah, it would be different, right? He's not going to be the exact same guy, but, like, he's going to want them to walk more. He's going to want them to do damage on balls in the zone. He's going to want them to elevate the, the, you know, the ball. Like, yeah, it's all kind of the same thing. It's just can they find somebody who's going to get these messages through to them or tailor the messages to fit each individual guy's already existing approach and so listen it doesn't take a uh, the baseball version of a rocket scientist to watch Aloy Jimenez this year and say dude hit the ball in the air hit the ball hard over the fence like you did a few years ago nice. stop hitting ground balls all the time <laughs> because I think it gets kind of lost in our expectations for him to be this 40 homer power monster guy that he's a good just hitter hitter and I mean even when he was hitting ground balls his batting average was higher than a lot of the guys on the team. Like he was having some success doing that, but obviously it's not what he was trying or anybody wanted him to do. So if he could find a way to mix those things together, you know, maybe he doesn't have to go hit 50 home runs, even if he has the ability to do it, but he, he could, as Frank Manichino used to say, hit 300 and also hit a bunch of home runs. So, um, you know, it, he he's a hitter who... I mean, you know, he, he was very happy to have played in the number of games that he played in this year. I believe it was a career high. 
but he still missed a lot of time. He was still affected by leg injuries that happened early in the season. I think, didn't he go on the IL in like the second week of the season with the mm-hmm. with a hamstring? And then I think in May, he was he played like seven straight games in the outfield, and they were like, oh, we got to rest him. <laughs> and then he never played the outfield again. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's physical for a lot of these guys. We heard Pedro tell me the other day how very, very important health is for this team. It's important for every team, but it's really important for this team because – these guys have not shown us what they can do yet, and Aloy is one of those guys. I think the potential is there for to be just a great hitter and a great power hitter, probably at the same time. But let's see it. You know, I don't know if you still have the numbers up from that second half last year, mm-hmm. but the thing is, I looked at your chart from this year and I saw that chase rate, like how much above league average he is on chase pitches than the regular team and so that could really go into how he's just hitting the ball with less authority hitting the ball on the ground because he's chasing at a, a clip that's much higher than league average and so that he's probably not going to get to league average because he's a swinger he's a free swinger so I just need him to get it down two three percentage points down from where he is right now because that's way too unsustainable and could be doing this thing same thing in 2024 that he's did in 2023 if he keeps on this path learning what the the his power is where the pitches are gonna be where his weaknesses are and where they're trying to exploit his weaknesses and so laying off those pitches that you know, that are high and inside if he can't control those or the sweepers that are uh, going to the left-handed batter's box. Those type of things I need him to notice Notice that it's getting more and more frequent because the pitchers see a pattern with him. That 2022 uh, second half was a catalyst for him, and I said, okay, here we go. This is the next stepping stone for Eloy Jimenez. Health will bring him his 40-home run season, the elusive 40-home run season that he's never had before played a good portion of games this year and maybe he was hurt for the majority of those games nursing injuries etc cetera, etc cetera. but to play how many games he did and hit the, the few home runs that he did i just can't have that what do you hit like 18 home runs uh it's under 20 yeah just yeah. just just yeah 18 not yeah. good i mean and but herb like you watched him play all year yeah you watched him run all year yeah you know yeah. That his legs weren't feeling good no not at all yeah and so the offseason has to be dedicated to Squats, plyometrics, making sure soft tissue injuries heal themselves quicker, things like that. Getting to wherever he lives and that phone calls from Chris Getz, etc. Hey, man, you doing this, that, and the other, etc. Make sure you're doing it because this is going to lead to a long, healthy season for you, which leads to a long, healthy home runs for you, and then also maybe some success for the White Sox. So and he and he showed up to spring training in good shape. Uh-huh. He looked he looked really good compared to the way he looked in years past. Did he look different as the season went on though? He looked this about you know he looked slick, slim Aloy. Yeah, that's what right. I'm saying. I mean, it's like he it seemed like he did the work last off season. But then, like I just said, second week of the season, he's going out with a hamstring or whatever that was. I don't really re- – I think it was a hamstring, but I don't remember for sure. Um, and then, you know, he's got the freak thing with the appendectomy, and it's just oh, – yeah. even, even, even in a year where – quick, yeah. Even in a year where he managed to play the games, you know, and you can point to Moncada and T.A., I think it was the same story. Even in a year when they managed to play games, they, or Benintendi, certainly, they, yep. they, they, they just they weren't really there. April 5th. He was put on uh, the IL this year. Um, so, what? I mean, that was like after the first, first series. Yeah, like first or the series. home season. Yeah. Can't even get started. Yeah. Um, played in the home opener and then uh, left that game uh, mm-hmm. in that Monday. Uh, but then returned about 11 days later. Didn't he go 
to the World Baseball Classic and barely play for the Dominican Republic. Yeah, but they get knocked out. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's an interruption of what, he you're, was okay, what you're regularly doing with your your spring training thing. And so it's kind of interrupted it, didn't really play. And then he came back to the spring training, was fine. But April 5th, going out and interrupting your season. And then the I forgot all about the appendectomy. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Maybe he's going to be better with that. No appendix, a full season with not an appendix. Maybe. Um, it's been holding him back. What were you asking, though, about the chase part? In 2022, you brought up the the, the uh, heart yeah. and shadow of him and how much different it was from this year. I was wondering if the, the chase was a little bit closer to league average in 2022 in that 65-game sample we gotcha. had last year. So, Vol- uh, so Jimenez in the chase section... Uh, in 2023, swung 35% of the time. League average is 23%. In 2022, and I'll just use the same league percent, uh, the league uh, swing rate was 23%. Uh, during that 65-game stretch, 21.8%. So he was below league average. There it is. Um, but funny enough, I mean, you just look at the actual runs gained. I mean, he was plus 10 runs in that chase. So even though he was about 13% okay. uh, over league average on swinging uh he was still all right effective um yeah but i mean even then you look at batter run take rate there um or take uh runs in the 2022 season for that uh, same case it was so 9.6 uh so the he was worth plus 9.6 in those 65 games 10 runs in in all of 2023 um so it probably would have been improved um so I mean you're you're right that just swinging less uh, in that zone would be would be helpful to him. Um, and then too you look just at that zone uh, in those 65 games in 2022 negative 0.7 run value on pitches he swung at uh, in 2023 negative 5.3. Uh, so again just he swung a ton more and was you know basically hurt himself by five runs uh, by swinging all that much uh, in that zone. Um, Aloy's a weird one, though, because, again, I kind of forgot about those 65 games, and it's, it's, it's about health, and even then when he was healthy this year, we really didn't see that same guy. So I, I have a lot of questions about him, but uh, when we look at the core, core uh, Robert's clearly fine. Moncada, it's really just, I mean, will we ever get a, a true healthy season? It's those two guys sandwiched in the middle, Aloy and, and Andrew Vaughn, that I really do think can make uh, those next steps forward, um, or they – we will really find out what they are in 2024. Uh, but let's go to Andrew Vaughn because I remember you, Herb, sticking out to me in, in around August being like, he changed his stance. Um, and, and I did some research and I don't know if he should have. Um, Andrew Vaughn swing take in 2023. Uh, the biggest thing that this tells you look at heart and shadow uh, again, the, the main zones, because he was still worth positive runs uh, in the chase and waste uh, chase plus six waste plus seven. You look at the heart zero runs. Mm. You look at the, uh, Shadow, I believe that's negative 12. Uh, I just had my eyesight tested to get my license renewed. Yeah, negative 12. Uh, and the biggest thing, he's 4% under in swing rate compared to MLB average. He's not aggressive enough in the heart. Uh, and again, he's too passive in the shadow. Uh, I think there was a quote to James Vegan uh, at some point, and he was like, I really got to get better at the edges. So, I mean, that's one thing that he just really isn't doing a great job at you see him swinging more than the league average and the chase and shadow percent compared to the league average and he swings less at the heart of the rate uh, of, of the plate than the league average so i mean he has a ton of room to be more yeah. aggressive at pitches down the middle and i just don't know if those are on zero zero counts and we know that he's fairly passive in zero zero counts um 
but then we saw him swinging more at the end of the year. So I, I'm not sure. This is a player that's always needed to walk more uh, and really never has done that in his White Sox career. So we'll see what coaching can do. The chart actually, like, lends credence to the thing that I was always wondering. It's like, why does he swing at those balls that are over the strike zone? The chart tells you why. Because the runs are there for him. He does well up there. Um, I don't know why. I mean, they're out of the zone. He's a selective hitter. I mean, at least that was his M.O. coming into uh, Major League Baseball. But I see those swings all the time. I'm like, ugh, come on, Andrew. You know that's way over your head. You're not going to do damage. But apparently I was wrong. The anecdotal evidence is incorrect because he's crushing up there. Yeah, well, he just lays off on him uh, fairly enough. But I, I don't know what he's. it's like when he actually swinging at those pitches. Um, but uh, let's go just to the final two graphics and we'll take a break and we'll get into the game uh, just because, again, I, I don't know how substantial this is to the, the swing change. Uh, but in the left, this is from July. You could see he's a little bit more straight, less closed off. Uh, and then we think that he changed it around August 4th. Uh, that's when Dane Dunning's on the mound. Uh, it seems like he's a little bit more closed. That front shoulder's a little bit more closed. That foot is a little bit, that front foot's a little bit closer to home plate. Uh, and you can kind of see it maybe on the right side where they finally hit that home stand. He's going up against Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers. Um, and his back's just a little bit t- more turned. You could see a little bit more of the Vaughn on his jersey. You could see a little bit more of the five. Uh, and if, if you're looking at his feet, uh, the front one is just a, a slightly more in front of the other one. I'm with Law over here. What are we Law has got his face about three inches sure. from his computer string, screen I mean, trying to figure out the, the – it's one, like the little spot the difference in highlights. It is. Magazine. It's very it's – very, <laughs> that's, wow. that's why when Herb brought it up to me, I was like, I don't think he did. And then I went through it, and I, I, I think he did I'm sorry, but the one, on the, the one on the left – off. The one on the left, he looks more closed off than any of these. Yes, Did you just that, say he's... Yes. That was before, and I think the middle oh. one is where we where Sean looked at all the information, and it was like, you see his feet are kind of squared off, they're yeah. like the same, and then it looks like he went back with okay. I think closed more, off. I think he's more up and closed off. I don't I don't think he's less closed off, but I could be I could be wrong. Again, huh. you're the one who brought it up, Herb, so I don't yeah. know. I'm a, I'm gonna when I when I talk to Andrew Vaughn I'm gonna say firstly how tall are you, <laughs> secondly I'm gonna say hey you close you change your swing, yeah. and, and I, I saw it. Someone said he, you started using a, a lighter bat. I don't know. Uh, people say they can't see it. Someone says they can't see it. Who knows? Uh, again, it, 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 the connect grid is better, so we'll get to that. Um, but the final thing, <laughs> you just look at uh, the the final zone. Uh, you look at what he did after the quote unquote stance change. If he did change his stance. Um, there was a clear improvement on pitches inside. You could see on the right is the after the stance change and all of the zone, uh, all the pitches inside uh, are, are bright, bright red. Uh, and you could just see that he, he sh- really didn't have uh, a, a true focus. So it seemed like maybe he was more focusing on inside pitches uh, from, from August 4th to the end of the year, but I'm not sure. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll let you know uh, about some sponsors and then we'll get into our game. Uh, I want to let you know about FOCO. Our friends over at FOCO have donated some lovely, lovely pieces for our set. So go show them some love at FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com or click the link in the description below. Get fit in the best sports gear around. They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads and everything in between. Uh, and uh, since it's football season too, you can go get your checkered uh, overalls right now. And we got the Bulls and Blackhawks seasons about to be underway. So go get geared up 
at foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click click in the description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Ray CDJR. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and uh, find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Ram Power Days at Ray CDJR only in Fox Lake, you'll be able to secure 0% financing or 17% off new Ram models. And that's not all. Through October 31st, you can explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of limited seven-year anniversary savings. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out our team, our friends over at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. Finally, we want to let you know about Fubo. If you are trying to watch any games this weekend, whether it be college or NFL, they have 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You got the Tiger Bowl going up, uh, LSU and Mizzou. You can watch that on Saturday. Uh, I think that's like CBS at 2.30. Uh, I believe it's uh, ESPN at 11. Oh, okay. ESPN at 11. I think. Uh, the the I Tiger Bowl. <laughs> you, you would know yeah. uh, more than I would. Uh, you could stream live to you from any device and watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And you can start watching immediately with a free trial over at FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. And you can use the thousand hours of cloud DVR to uh, DVR the Golden Bachelor uh, included at no extra charge. So watch all your favorite college football, NFL, and the Golden Bachelor with Fubo. Go to www.FuboTV.com slash CHGO. That's FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Did you understand the highlights reference, Sean? <laughs> what highlights reference? Uh, that Vinny brought up yeah. the highlights reference. Like the magazine? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know the ref. I didn't oh. hear it. Have you never been to the dentist? I know what highlights are, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goofus and Gallant. What he said Goofus and Ga- Gillespie. Or oh, yeah, no, I just know like I if I saw a magazine called Highlights, I'd be like, yeah. Oh yeah, I know what that is. I yeah. couldn't I, I haven't breezed through a highlights magazine. It always in a hits while. a little thing like, Oh, can you spot the difference in this I cartoon mean, versus this cartoon? My near seven year old has a uh, subscription to highlights. A mm. subscription? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We get to do that stuff every month. Oh, wow, this is like the 30s, the 1930s. Wow. Hey, we keep it That's old school amazing. here. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, your seven-year-old's <laughs> living the life. She is. All right. Uh, so I, I, as most things, I, I stole this from a good friend, uh, Jolly Olive, over at John Boy Media. Uh, he, I feel like, introduced people to uh, the Immaculate Grid and that a guy made a website and made money off of it. Um, and a twist that he did off of the thing that he made, again, I think, uh, the Immaculate Grid, uh, is he made it Connect Four? So this is oh my introducing uh, Immaculate Connect. Oh boy, here we go. So, God, you basically have to get four in a row, and there's no rarity up, score on this. Down no. or across. Okay. I tried to get there to be a rarity score. I was going to give you each a steal, and if you could get a lower rarity score, you would get the steal. But I don't know how to figure that out. But okay. this is Connect Four without it being Connect Four, because if I do a sock socks thing. It will go to the bottom, but if I do a Sox twin thing, it'll stay at the top. Right, right. It's not. There's okay. no gravity. This okay. is it's more of a tic tac toe situation. Yes, yes. This no is gravity. Connect in space. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, wait, we're calling this immaculate connect. Yeah, immaculate connect. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll get sued by both teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go. Uh, Herb heads or tails? Tails. It never fails. All right. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go 
first because I know one. All right. And you can go wherever you want. So uh, just for the people that are listening on the podcast, uh, there are, it's a four by four. Uh, the top is Sox, MVP, Cy Young, and a 40-plus home run season. And then on the left side, it's Twins, Cubs, Pirates, Red Sox. Uh, so if you are going to make a, a, a guess or a, a, a suggestion, say the left team first and then the top category. So like Twins, White Sox. Okay. And clarification. Yes. Like Immaculate Grid. Are there no repeats? No repeats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. Okay. So once a player's taken, you can't use them again. Gotcha. I'm going to go with, this is just a pure guess. Pirates, Cy Young, Doug Drabeck. All right. Pirates and Cy Young. Uh, Herb is the red token, and uh, uh, Vinny is the blue one. Uh, you were saying Cy Young for the Pirates. Doug Drabeck? Yes. In 1990, Doug Drabeck was the Cy Young Award winner for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Red gets the square. The White Sox had his son, too. A red gets the circle. Kyle? Oh, boy. Okay. Kyle Drabeck. Oh, yeah. man. See, I'm... I'm I get this, and I like this, and I'm very, very concerned now about these, me blowing the strategy element of it, mm-hmm. of trying to block Herb from something. Yeah, I mean, um, you know you're smarter than me on these things. All so. right. Uh, let's go with uh, Cubs MVP, Sammy Sosa. All right, Sammy Sosa uh, was an MVP. That is correct. Congratulations, Vinny gets the Thank circle you. right there. Uh, he was MVP in 98. Uh, so uh, if we're looking the first row up and down, no, uh, no one's there uh, in the second row. Uh, You're Vinny's confusing. There. Columns. Yeah. Say columns. columns. Okay. Uh, in the first column, there's no one there. Uh, in the uh, second dot in the second column, oh Vinny's there. And then in the third dot. This is clearly a game made column, for radio. A great lesson. Oh, and <laughs> if, if law, if we can not show the, I mean, we have it right now not to show the comments because people oh, yeah. will, will definitely do some uh, spoiling. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. MVP. Mr. Barry Lamar Bonds. Yeah, Barry Lamar Bonds is, is correct, uh, and there's there's multiple years there. So uh, Herb gets the Pirates MVP spot. So Vinny, you can't go vertically. You can't go up and down. Uh, you can go side to side because Herb kind of blocked you there. Sure, yes. I see what you're saying. That's um, good because no one else can. <laughs> right, but now don't I need to block Herb? You can just go do your own thing. Yeah, you can do whatever you, <laughs> you want. You want me to go do my own <laughs> thing? Yeah, go do yeah. I mean, yeah, you, this is your strategy. Barry Bonds won in 90 and 92. Oh By the way, any shout out for the graphic? I mean, that's yeah, that's that? a great graphic. Okay. Oh, it's awesome. You Sean did a great job. Sean started it. I just sort of tweaked it and made All it right. better. Again, the strategy thing is just freaking me out here. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Cubs, White Sox, Neil Cotts. Correct. I know that one off the top of my head. <laughs> it's my favorite White Sox and Cub. Uh, Neil Cotts. So, uh, and Vin- I know I'm not. I, I used him because I didn't want to have to repeat for Cy Young. Oh. I know Neil Cotts didn't win the Cy Young. Yeah, he Good did. call. Um, so uh, Vinny's got uh, Vinny. Vinny's got two going uh, east to west. Herb's yeah. got two going east to but west. Yeah, but I just I think I feel like I just blew that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now I'm just playing block the whole time, right? Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Pirate Sox, and you think I'm going Vince Filo? I'm not. I didn't think that. I'm going Spanky Lavalier, Mike Lavalier. Mike Lavalier. Wow, the catcher. Yes. I've got Can you guys confirm card. that Mike Lavalier played? I'm, I'm 100% I'm not sure that, that Mike I Lavalier actually, played I remember for him both as a the White Sox and the myself. Pirates. He did. Uh, 93, 94, 95 with the Sox, and then uh, a couple years from 84 to 93 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, Herb is one away from uh, from 
connecting it, the Pirates grid. We, uh, so, so therefore, I have to do Pirates forty homer season, or Herb will without then Barry Lamont. Yeah, Lamar right. and I can't exactly. say Barry Bonds. Oh boy. Um, so I have to guess, mm-hmm. and if I don't get it, I will lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I correct. will say Pirates forty homer season. Jason Bay. <gasps> That's wrong. That's wrong. Oh. Uh, Ralph Kiner did it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Herb has oh, to whoa, get it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. You're giving it away. Well, you can't use was, Ralph Kiner. I was going <laughs> to use Ralph Kiner. Son of a bitch. I remember that 1956 season of Ralph Kiner. I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm just going to guess. He didn't here do it in 56. That it was Pop Stargell. I, I would have guessed Stargell myself. So the good thing is, is that. Oh, no. Barry Bonds did not hit 40 home runs with the Pirates. Right. Oh. And there were two players who hit 40 home runs with the Pirates. And neither of them are Jason Bay or Willie Stargell. It was Ralph Kiner. No. In 1971 and 1973, Willie Stargell. Oh, so, so Herb he, he is right. Herb, Herb wins. wins. I was, Herb yes, I was, okay. I was building Stargell. up the suspense. Gotcha. And I, I almost made a horrible, horrible error by giving away Ralph Kiner. I was going to. Herb got the only other answer. I would not have gotten. Okay. Well, so here's First the time I've won. So congrats, hey. Herb. First of all, congrats. Second of all, let's go back in time Yeah. to when he had two and I had one. Maybe I just have, I'm not a Connect Four star or yeah. something and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. What should I have? Where should I have gone? You should, you should have, have gone, gone Pirates Sox. Pirates one. Yeah. yeah, Pirates Sox. I thought you were going there. And I should have gone Pirates Sox. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then yeah. you, you, sure. you should have said, like you, I would have been like Vinny. What's your guess? You would have said Pirate Sox, Ivan Nova. I would have said Yvonne Champagne Supernova. I would have said Craig Wilson. <laughs> right. <laughs> Craig Wilson. Miguel Olivo, I think. You're good too. at the Immaculate Grid. Craig Wilson. Who the hell remembers him? So basically, what you're saying is I should play tic tac toe versus you because you don't understand very well, simple strategy. Let's, let's hold on, though. This is 4x4. Four four. Yeah, I feel oh, like 3x3 sure three three tic-tac-toe, regular tic-tac-toe, okay. I've mastered. I have not mastered tic-tac-toe and then whatever's after it. Tuh. Doe. Tic-tac-toe. Tuh. Now you're thinking of tic-tac-doe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great, show. Great, great show. I love that show. Great show. <laughs> All right. That's Mark and uh, I think was the host of that one. We get a rest in peace. We get, Are we going to – can we at least polish off the uh, Sox column here? Yeah, this is yeah, a Sox sure, theme thing here. Yeah. What do we have? Uh, the Sox teams? twins, Sox MVP, Sox I Young, Sox 40 homers. Well, no, well they're – okay. No, right? I was just saying Sox twins and Sox Oh, oh I got you. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, I was reading it wrong. All right. We'll each give one, and Sean gets to be the term. judge. Sean gets to be the judge of who has the better between the two. Yeah, that's All right, fair. so think of a Sox twin. Ugh. I'm going to think of a Sox twin, yeah. and Sean gets to be the judge. You ready? All right. All right. Sox twins, Francisco Liriano. Okay. I'm just going to go with Justin Morneau. All right, well, Liriano wins. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm bad at that. And then, Liriano's cooler. And yeah. then we've got Sox, Bo Sox, all right? Think of one. I'll go first. You ready? Bob Howery. <laughs> nice. Now let's go with Keith Folk. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Okay, well. I'm giving that to Herb. Come on. Keith yeah, Folk? Keith Folk's cooler. Well, he's just better. Yeah, but that, Keith Folk's cooler. But I had a better poll. I guess, but like. Keith Folk speaks to me more. Wow. And Keith Folk, I mean, like, I, I was expecting yeah, someone I, to say Orlando Cabrera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one. Manny Ramirez. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, oh, I my like, God. I forgot about Manny I like, Ramirez and the White Sox. I, I, Jake Peavy? I like Keith Chris Folk a little Sale? bit better. Yeah, Chris Sale, too. That jerk. I yeah. guess so. Yohan Moncada would Yohan count, Yohan Moncada would have counted. So. He would have. Yeah. I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Bob Lowry. So you guys are, are one and one. Bob Howry. Bob Howry. Bob Lowry. I'm going to go with Keith Folk over Bob Bob Lowry. Bob Lowry. Even though it's Mike Lowry. All right. Well. That's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You guys good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go. I would do it for Blackjack McDowell and Cy Young for what? White Sox. 
And, I, and if yeah. anyone said Todd Frazier, they would have won for 40 homers. That's true. They would have. Last one. Uh, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for – too bad Luis Robert couldn't hit 40 because still, that, that's still – Too bad he couldn't that. lead the league because I had the uh, futures bet on him. That's – Do it again. by a little bit. Yeah. Um, do it again. <laughs> that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Beat writer. He's got a brand new article up at allchgo.com. Go check that out. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Akronwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Our graphics czar is Lawrence Benedetto. And thank you to producing the show. Oh, hit the like okay. and thumbs or hit the like and subscribe button on your way out. We will talk to you next week at Monday at 3 p, uh, 3.30 p.m. Goodbye. We're all silly like the mayor. 